I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. But I'm going to talk to you today about faith and healing. And I'm going to take this particular message out of the uh, book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 25. It's a very familiar passage of scripture to some of you. Others have not heard this word. Others have not heard this truth. And the Bible says, how will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach except they be sent? And I really believe with all of my heart that God laid this message on my heart for for you today, those of you that are hearing this message. Really like to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say because he knows the needs of the people and he knows what the people need and he knows how to meet their needs. And believe there's so many of you that are crying out, that are crying out for, for truth. You're crying out for God to speak to you. You're crying out for healing. And God is here to answer you. God's not going to appear in some cloud in the sky and by some miraculous visitation, just come down and answer you. No, he uses people. Man is God's avenue into the earth and he uses people. So again, we're going to talk about faith and healing and we're going to take this particular teaching from the book of Mark. I, I forgot to tell you, but it'd be great if you had your Bibles and you could read along with me, but that's okay. If you don't, we're going to go ahead and start reading at verse 25. Now, a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians, she had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather she grew worse. But when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, If I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said unto him, Lord, you see the multitudes thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith, not your begging, not your pleading, but your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be healed of that plague. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to go back to the beginning of this particular reading. It says here that a certain woman, she was a certain woman, meaning this was not a parable. This was a real woman with a real need. And this certain woman, as we find in the beginning of this passage, had suffered many things from many physicians or many doctors. The Bible said she spent everything that she had, and instead of getting better, she grew worse. And I wonder how many 
of you who are listening have gone to the doctor and have seek have sought medical uh, attention and medical help, but you're not getting any better. Rather, you are growing worse. Or I have news for you today. We have Jesus, and this man Jesus is the healer. And the Bible says in, in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Another verse of scripture says, I am the Lord God, I change not. And that scripture goes on to say, is anything too hard for me? Listen, God created your body. He created your immune system. He created your eyes. He created your esophagus. He created your ears. He created your knees. He created your body. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And the same creator who created you, it's his perfect will that you be healed. The Bible says, beloved, above all, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. We're going to find out as we read these scriptures that it is God's will for us to be healed, to be healed of all of our sicknesses and all of our diseases. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that Jesus bore our sicknesses. He carried our diseases. And by the stripes he bore, Isaiah says, we are healed. We are preaching the full gospel, my friends. The Bible says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. That word salvation means, is in the Greek, is soteria. It means deliverance, safety, soundness, preservation, and healing. So when you got saved and you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you are not just saved from your sin or saved from eternal damnation. No, the gospel is the full gospel. Everything is all conclusive. But we have not heard the gospel of healing because people haven't focused on it. But you know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the more we put the gospel of healing and our understanding of the gospel of healing into our hearts and into our souls, the more faith is going to arise in our hearts. You see, my friends, when you were born again, the Bible says we were given a, 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 enough faith as a mustard seed just, just to even get saved. All we needed was a faith is the size of a mustard seed. And you know the size of a mustard seed. It's a very tiny little seed. But as we grow in Christ and as we grow as a Christian, our faith can grow with us. Faith comes out by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So our faith can grow. So we see this woman. She's a certain woman. She's a real live woman. She has a flow of blood for 12 years. We said it. She suffered many things and many physicians. She didn't get any better, but she grew worse. Okay. So, well, and then it goes on to say, but when she heard about Jesus, she came behind the crowd and touched his garment. Like we said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's very important that we watch what we hear. We watch what we listen to because whatever we feed us grows. And if you feed on the word of God and you feed yourself the scriptures on healing, your faith concerning healing is going to grow. And I just want to encourage you that you, there's two things. Number one, you can have faith in your heart for your healing, 
And you can have doubt and unbelief bombarding you in your mind from the enemy or just from human reasoning. So that's one thing. But number two, you can also have mental assent of God's will for me is that I be healed, but it's not yet in your spirit. And therefore, when tribulations and testings and trials and sickness and disease come, you're instead of being ready and having the revelation of the fact that it's God's will for you to be healed, you automatically go into fear. And you see, my friends, fear is the opposite of faith. Fear and faith, they collide and they're opposite one to another. But when you put the word of God in your heart, you're feeding your faith and your faith grows. That mustard seed becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and it grows. And faith is a spiritual force. It is a force in the realm of the spirit. It is invisible, but it is tangible. So what is faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the Bible says that, that faith is the substance of two things. It's a substance of things we hope for and the evidence of things we don't yet see. So in the realm of the spirit, when you pray and you believe God for something in the realm of the spirit, you have to believe it in your heart before you actually see it manifested in the natural realm. So what we're going to do today is we're going to feed our faith. Now it says here that this woman, when she, she heard of Jesus, she came behind in the crowd and she touched his garment. So I, I remember reading this first years ago, and I remember thinking, what could she have possibly heard about Jesus that caused faith to arise in her heart so much so that she wasn't even supposed to be in public. She was supposed to be isolated. And here she is in a crowd of people. She's so determined that she's pressing into the crowd just to get to Jesus. What could she have possibly heard? So I thought about it and I said, well, Lord, you know, maybe she heard about the time that you were baptized in the River Jordan when John baptized you. And maybe she heard about how the, the Holy Spirit came upon you in the shape and in the form of like a dove. And a voice spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Maybe she heard people talk about this supernatural manifestation, how God spoke from heaven over this man, Jesus, at the baptism and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Maybe she heard about that. Maybe she heard about the time that Jesus went up into the wilderness full of the spirit and, and he had disappeared for 40 days and 40 nights. And when he came back, the Bible says he was he was not filled anymore. He returned with something greater after that temptation. He returned in the power of the spirit. And maybe she heard about how after he was in that wilderness, he went into the synagogue and he picked up the Bible, the word of God, or, or it wasn't a Bible. It was the, the, the scripture. And he read that place where it said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to bind up the wounds, to set at liberty those that are bruised and are in captivity. And the Bible says he went ahead and he sat down. I love this. And he said, in this day, is this scripture fulfilled in your ears? And maybe she heard about how the whole crowd was astonished. 
And they thought, who is this man that has the nerve to quote out of this particular verse of scripture and say, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. So maybe she heard about that. Maybe she heard about all the miracles that Jesus did. And the Bible says, I'm going to talk to you just about a couple of them. And I, cause I want to build some faith into your heart. Maybe she heard about Jesus, how he healed and forgave the paralyzed man. And now it says here in Luke 5, 17 through 24, just, just soak this word. This is going to feed your word, your, your heart. You see, what we want to do is we want to starve our doubts and we want to feed our faith. How do we feed our faith? Like we said, our faith is fed by finding out what the Bible says about healing, finding out how Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Finding out that the Bible says in Acts 10, 38, that Jesus went about doing good, not bad, not putting sickness on people, but he went about doing good good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. So let's look at this scripture about the man um, who was paralyzed in Luke 5, 17 through 24. It says, now it happened on a certain day that the power of the Lord was present to heal. See, I believe my, I know, I don't believe, I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that the power of the Lord right now is present to heal. Even through this Facebook Live, even through the replay, the power of the Lord is present to heal. Not just through through the word of God, and, and according to Proverbs 4, attending to the word of God, it is life unto those that find it, and medicine to all their flesh. Not just the word of God that I'm speaking to you, that is spirit and life, but I believe that there's a presence here. And it's the presence of Jesus. The presence of God is right here, right behind your computer or your phone or however you're listening. And his presence and his power is right here, ready to heal you. But listen, as we read these scriptures, it's according to your faith. It's according to what the scripture says, your earnest expectation. Expect that you can be healed by listening to this teaching today. Expect that, that God can definitely manifest his healing virtue to you. Expect and believe and you will receive. So it says here, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, the Bible says um, that there was brought to them a man who was paralyzed whom they sought to bring in and lay before Jesus. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up to the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tile in the, in the, in the midst before Jesus. You talk about tenacity. You talk about some people that were desperate to be healed. This, they were so desperate to see this paralyzed man healed that they brought him up to the roof and they were getting ready to let him down. That is desperation, wouldn't you say? Okay. And they, they, they put his bed through the tiling in the midst before Jesus. Now the scripture says, when he saw their faith, what did he see? He saw that they were doing something. He saw that they knew that they could bring this man to Jesus and that he would do something about it. You see, my friends, God is not holding back healing from you. He, he desires that all men be saved, soteria, and come to the knowledge of the truth. He desires that all men be healed. He's not withholding that. But what we need to do is we need to believe and we need to accept and we need to say, yes, Lord, and, and appropriate some of the promises 
and some of the principles that I'm going to share with you today. And the Bible says, when he saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins be forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason among them saying, well, who is this man that speaks blasphemes? This guy is like, who does, who does he think he is? Who could forgive God? Who could forgive but God alone? They didn't know he was the word made flesh and that he was dwelling among them. They didn't know that he was the will of God in action. They didn't know that every good and perfect gift came from the heart of the Father and that Jesus Christ was the will of God in action. Their religious thinking and their religious spirit kept them at bay and, and, and they resisted the power of God. You see, there's times in the scriptures where the Bible says the power of God was present to heal, but because of people's unbelief, Jesus couldn't do any mighty works. So we've got to activate my, our faith, my friends. I Listen, I get it. I know it's not always easy. I know when circumstances come or you're in pain in your body and you're appropriating the promises of God. And you have all these circumstances. But listen, my friends, we have got to walk by faith and not by sight. We've got to believe that what Jesus said in his word is yes and amen. I, I recently had a situation while we were in quarantine where I had a terrible attack um, on, my, on my stomach. I don't know what it is. I have been gone to the doctor. I've had medicine and so on and so forth. I hadn't had it for a long, long time. And I could feel the symptoms rising. I knew that I would get worse as the days went on. Not the days. I knew as the hours went on, I knew it would get worse and worse and worse because by experience, that's generally what happens. And then I'm sick all night long. And it's like I told my my family and friends, it's worse than labor because it's a constant pain that doesn't go away. And it's it's there's no relief. And I'm not going to get into all the details, but I was literally laying on the floor and I was in such pain. I broke out in a sweat and I, I was basically delirious. And I decided I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to believe God and I'm going to believe God no matter what. And I'm going to appropriate the promises of God. And if the Bible says these signs will follow them that believe they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover, well, then I'm going to lay hands on myself. And while I was over in my room, I laid hands on my stomach and I commanded my stomach to, to be healed and whatever was causing the pain, which I don't know what it, what it is, why that had happened. I said, I command it to stop and the pain to desist in Jesus' name. And that was 3.15 in the afternoon. And in the natural, everyone say in the natural, in the natural, I would have been sick all night long. And I may have been, may would have possibly been have to be admitted into the hospital right in the midst of this whole virus. So all kinds of thoughts are going through my head. And so I, I laid hands on myself and I prayed over myself and I appropriated the promises of God and I put the word of God to work and I laid hands on my, and I laid down and, and, and within 10 minutes, all the pain was gone. All the symptoms were gone. I was 100% better. Now, I've never had that happen before with that particular attack on my body. It was the first time it wasn't an all night thing all next day, and then I'm completely exhausted. What, what caused that to happen? I believe that it's faith, faith, and believing God. I laid hands on myself in faith, appropriated the promises of God that are yes and amen, and said, I am not going to tolerate this in my body. You know, even if I step out and I don't see instant visible results, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe God no matter what. 
And this is what I want to share with you. Obviously, I'm not following my notes, but we're going to continue after I'm done with this particular rabbit trail. This is what I believe that we all need to do. Listen, my friends, you need to put the word of God in your heart now. The word of God, Isaiah 55, 11, Jeremiah 1, 12. It's an incorruptible seed, 1 Peter 5, 23, Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. You need to put the word of God in your heart when you don't need healing, when you don't need the faith for whatever it is you're believing God for. And so when the time comes and the winds come and the storms come and beat against your house or you have symptoms in your body, you know, you're able to have the faith already within you to appropriate that spiritual force of faith rises up within you, comes against the fear, and you receive what you believe God for. So let's go on. So, but Jesus perceived their thoughts. You know what I love about Jesus? He was not ignorant of Satan's devices and he pers- and, and, and or the hearts of men. He perceived their thoughts. Don't you just love that? He perceived their thoughts and he answered and he said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Why are you reasoning in your hearts? What's Which is easier to say? Your sins be forgiven you or to say, rise up, take up your bed and walk. In other words, what he was saying is, which is easier for me to forgive this person, this man of his sin or to heal him in his body? We have faith for salvation. We believe in our hearts. We say with our mouth, Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart. I believe you died for my sin, and we believe God for salvation. But the same spirit, that the same word of God, the same scripture that talks about saving from our sin is also the same scripture that talks about how we could be healed in our body. But we haven't been taught this. But I believe God is going to revive us in this message because we need to know who we are in Christ. We need to understand the gospel of soteria, the gospel of healing, because in the days and the hours that we live in, we need to know what the Bible says about healing and appropriate these scriptures. Okay? He says, which is it easier to say, your sins are forgiven you? Or to say, rise up and walk, but that you may know that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man that was paralyzed, he said, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and walk. Here is the voice. This is Jesus. The Bible says that he spoke with authority. And maybe that woman with the issue of blood, maybe she heard about this man who was healed and how he had, the, the people had lowered him down into the house and how Jesus was so bold. He didn't speak like the scribes and the Pharisees. He spoke as one who had authority. Not only that, he he would cast devils out and people were afraid of him. He walked in power and in demonstration of the Holy Spirit. He walked in such power that he healed a man who was maniac. He was mentally ill. He had a legion of demons in him. And the Bible says that Jesus cared so much about this man. He crossed over to the other side of the lake. And the Bible says he cast the spirits out of the man. And the, the man was crazy. You know, some of you know the story. He was cutting himself. He was he was running around naked. He was absolutely, totally, and completely out of his mind. Well, it was demons that was causing his mental illness. Not all mental illness is demons, but some of it is. And I think that we need to start thinking about demonic activity when we minister healing as leaders to people. Sometimes it's a spirit 
of infirmity. And sometimes it's just an infirmity in their body. But anyway, he casts the spirits out. The devils go right into the herd of swine. And the herd of swine ran violently down the, uh, down the steep hill. And they were drowned. And, you know, the woman, you don't know, she could have heard about that. We don't know what she heard. But maybe she heard about the man who was healed with the withered hand. Okay, it's, I'm, I'm going to read you another one. Now, it happened on another Sabbath also that he entered the synagogue and taught. <laughs> I love that, don't you? That's my Jesus. And a man there whose right hand was withered. So it was completely withered, okay? So the scribes and Pharisees watched him closely. There's his accusers again. There's the doubters again. There's that religious spirit again. Why can't people just accept that healing comes from God? Why is it so complicated? The Bible says every good and every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. And listen, if you then, being natural parents, know how to give good gifts to your children and don't want your kids to be sick and make sure you do everything in your power to make sure that they're not in pain and that their needs are met. The Bible says, how much more does your heavenly father want to give good gifts to those that ask him? See, this is the deal. God is a good God and he is good all the time. There is no darkness at him in him at all. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So here are the scribes and the Pharisees, of course, they're coming against him that they might accuse him. They want to know, is he going to you know, heal on the Sabbath? You know, or is, uh, what's he going to do? You know, because religion says you're not supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. But he knew their thoughts once again. And he said to the man with the withered hand, arise and stand here. I believe that we're living in the day and in the hour like Moses and Pharaoh, where there's going to be a, and I say this prophetically, it's almost like the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, they're, they're clashing. And that's why church, you need to rise up. You need to speak the word of God. You need to know who you are in Christ. You need to be what God has called you to be. Don't cower down because of sickness and disease and, and religion and doubt and unbelief. And if I were you, I got to tell you straight up, I wouldn't even be watching TV right now. I, I personally, I don't watch TV. I get on my phone and I read the news a little bit to catch up with what's going on with the coronavirus because we're not ignorant. We should be ignorant at all, but we should be smart and wise and not do stupid things, right? But on the other hand, I'm not going to feed my soul and my spirit all that confusion, all that stuff. I'm going to instead feed my faith with the word of God so that I can stand against the wiles of the enemy. Because I don't even know, I'm not, I'm prophetic, but I'm not one of those high level prophets. I don't know what this is. I just know that the Bible says we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. What is this virus? I don't know what it is. But what I do know is this. The name of Jesus is higher and bigger and greater than the coronavirus. As a matter of fact, you know this, corona is crowned one. But you know what we've been doing in our prayer meetings and our prayer calls, and I hope you're doing the same thing. We've been crowning Jesus as Lord. Jesus is Lord over the coronavirus. Jesus is Lord over sickness and disease. We crown him Lord. He spoiled principalities and powers, made a show of them openly. He trampled on the enemy and sickness and disease comes doesn't come from God. The Bible says in John 10, 10, that the thief comes to kill, 
steal, and destroy. Anything that kills, steals, and destroys, John 10, 10, is from the enemy. It's not from God. So now through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, and through his beatings, Isaiah 54, we can receive healing. Okay, again, the power of the Lord is present to heal. As you hear these words, I'm telling you, my friends, allow these words to penetrate your heart and starve your doubts and your fears. He said, I'll ask you one thing. I like, I like the fact he said, arise and stand here. He said, you know, Jesus knew who we, he was. And church, I'm telling you, we know who we are in Christ Jesus. We've been trained. We've been taught, especially those of you that are listening, that are mothers and fathers. We know who we are. That's why we need to be examples to our children and show them the ways in which they are to go. Teach them about the word of God. Teach them about who they are in Christ. Teach them about faith and healing. They don't understand faith. They don't understand healing, okay? But we need to start teaching them. And it's our responsibility to do so. So Jesus had him stand up and he said, I'll ask you one thing. It is lawful to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it. And he looked down around at them all and he said to the man, stretch out your hand. Now here's a sign and a wonder and a miracle. And I've got good news for you because the gospel is good news. If you read Acts 1.8, those of you that are believers, the Bible says when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you're going to be witnesses for me. And the Bible says that you're going to receive power. That word power is dunamis. And that word in the Greek means miracle working power, power capable of reproducing itself. And so as believers, we have dunamis upon us, anointing upon us, within us to heal the sick, to cast out devils, to help people to receive from Jesus Christ. So he said, well, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he did so. And the Bible says, and this is not a fantasy. This is the scripture. Okay. The Bible says that he did so. And his hand was restored just like the other. And of course, the people, you know, that were there, they were all filled with rage and they were mad. They were mad at what Jesus did and so on and so forth. Okay. So maybe this woman heard about all these miracles and all these signs, and it caused faith to arise in her heart, okay? So let's go on and let's read the rest of it, and then we'll bring this to a close. For she said, okay, first of all, she heard something. She heard something about Jesus. We don't know exactly what that was. Just like you're hearing about Jesus. She heard something. It caused faith to arise in her heart, and it caused her to do something about it. But look here at verse 28. This is what I want to say to you. And I want you to please listen. It, the Bible says, for she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I know that I know I will be made whole. As a matter of fact, that word said in the Greek denotes continuous action. So she kept saying as she was going through the crowd, I just, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I've heard so many things about this man, Jesus. I know if I could just touch the hem of his garment where men have failed me, I know that Jesus, I've heard about him healing. I've heard that he spoke with with authority. I heard that he healed the man with the withered hand. I heard about the manifestation. I'm, maybe she heard about how he fed the 5,000, the loaves and the fishes. She kept saying 
if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. And the scripture says that that's exactly what she did. So she heard something, she said something, listen, and she did something. What did she do? I love this. She put action to her faith. She just didn't sit there and go, well, you know, you know, I'm just not going to do something. I'm, not, I'm just going to lay here. It's like I told a friend of mine one time, a healed person doesn't lay in bed. A healed person gets up and walks around. A healed person confesses the word of God. A healed person causes, calls those things to be not as though they were. Think about Abraham. He believed God and his body was dead. And his his wife, Sarah, her womb was, was old, right? And you know the story of how they were supposed to be the father. He was supposed to be the father of many nations. But instead of just cowering in unbelief, he decided he was going to believe God. He was going to activate his faith. And if God said it, that settles it. Whether we believe it or not, some people say if God said it, that I believe it and that settles. No, God said it, that settles it. So here we see this woman, she heard something, she said something, and she did something. She, what did she do? She pressed into the crowd. She was desperate. She had faith. And the Bible says, verse 30, and immediately, immediately, listen, immediately. Remember, the power of the Lord is present to heal right now where you are. Immediately, Jesus, knowing in himself that power had come out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Obviously, Jesus felt something. Okay. And the disciples said, well, why are you saying who touched your clothes? Like there's a lot of people around here. Jesus, the, the disciples were still learning about the ministry of Jesus and learning about who he was. They didn't truly understand that the power of God was within him, in him. And that somebody had come up to him, touched him and pulled the power out. It was her faith that pulled the power out of him, the pulled the power and the healing virtue out of him, it went into her body and it caused healing to instantaneously manifest. Now, those of you that lay hands on the sick and you you're, you have been used in laying on of hands in, in ministry, and those of you that are believers, it doesn't say that just ministry should lay hands on the sick in church. Any believer, these signs will follow any believer. You will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. And have you ever noticed as you activate your faith and you do what the Bible says, you could actually feel the power of God coming out of you and going into people's bodies. Okay. I prayed over my daughter-in-law last week for some symptoms. And you know what? My son, my daughter-in-law, we were in the kitchen. We weren't in church. We were standing in the kitchen. And I'm telling you, this gospel of the kingdom is going to be preached to all nations. It's going to be preached in city streets, going to be preached in bars, going to be preached in homes. There, there is a church that's arising that is without walls. But when I, when we laid hands on her, we, we started out in faith. How did you, what do you mean you started out in faith? Well, the Bible says these signs will follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick. We're going to act on, act on the Bible. So we laid hands on her and literally we felt the virtue, you could very tangible power of God come out of us and into her. And in a matter of a few hours, the symptoms that she was experiencing left her body. Sometimes, which is a good point, sometimes healing is instant. Sometimes it is a process, no matter what. The Bible says, when you pray, you believe that you receive and then you'll have it. It starts first in the spirit 
and then it manifests in your mortal bodies, okay? So the disciples said, well, who touched me? But Jesus knew that somebody had touched him in faith, the kind of faith that drew the power out. And, and he looked around to see her that had done this thing. And the woman, of course, like we said, we read it to you, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And you know what? I love what Jesus said, verse 34. And he said to her, daughter, it wasn't my faith. It was your faith that made you whole. And then he said, go in peace and be healed of your plague. So she said something. She, she heard something. She said something. She did something. And she received something. Okay? Well, I want to encourage you today to watch what you say. Because out of the abundance of the mouth, heart, the mouth speaks. Faith and the mouth go hand in hand. So I want to encourage you today to watch your confession. That's a whole nother message. But this woman received her healing because she heard something, she said something, she did something, and she received something. Okay? So I want to pray with you. The anointing's lifted on the teaching ministry part, and I'm not going to go override that. So I just want you right where you are, right where you are. I don't know what it is. I just feel such compassion. You know, the Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed the sick. I have such compassion in my heart right now. And it's not a Margie compassion. I sense the compassion of Jesus. He wants you healed. He doesn't want you in pain. He wants you restored. Okay. So I just want you right where you are. Okay. We're all stuck in our houses. Let's just do it right where we are. Let's just lift our hands. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you that your power is present to heal, that your word has gone forth, that your healing word has gone forth, and it does not return void. Yep, yep. I just heard the Lord say, he reminded me actually of something he had said to me before I started. Some of you are having difficulty with your walk of faith in believing God for your healing or for healing in general. And the Lord just said to me, and reminded me, not said, he reminded me of what he said earlier. Pray the Ephesians chapter one, verse, I think it's 16 through the end. I had it in my notes earlier. Ephesians 1, 16 through 22. Pray, listen. Pray that verse of scripture over and over and over for yourself or for a family member or whoever it may be, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that all the word that you have heard, that it would come out of your head and that it would become revelation in your heart because revelation knowledge is truth that you can walk in and activate. Okay, so pray that Ephesians prayer, and then one more assignment I have for you, and pray it over and over and over and over and over. Pray it over and over. It's a Holy Spirit-inspired prayer. The other assignment I felt the Lord wanted me to have us to do, and I'm going to do it tonight, myself as well, read the entire chapter of Hebrews chapter 11, and find out all the heroes of faith. And I believe that every one of us 
who continue to walk in this decade and in this time and in this season in church history, I believe that we will be some of the heroes of faith that have pursued and overcome and crossed over into a new place in our walk with God and in the demonstration of the kingdom. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.